Smartcast. You are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. How much pension you want to get on a regular interval is a factor of how much you save towards building a retirement corpus. Over the last couple of years, the cost of living has gone up, and it is therefore has become cumbersome for retirees to plan their retirement with ease. Hello everyone, I'm Navneet Dubey from Mint's personal finance team. Today in the 6th episode of Basics of Financial Planning, we will discuss about retirement planning in detail. To answer this question, we have again invited Suresh Sadagopan. He is a managing director and principal officer at Ladder 7 Wealth Planners Private Limited. Welcome to Why Not Mint Money, a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth. So let's get started with your money journey. Hello Suresh, welcome to the 6th episode of Basics of Financial Planning. Let's discuss retirement planning this time. So my first question is what constitute retirement planning and what is the right age to start for one's retirement goal? Uh, so today we start working at around uh, maybe 21 22 23 around that time and we tend to work into our 50s so some people want a early retirement so they may work for maybe 30 years or thereabouts some people tend to work for 35 37 years and then they superannuate at 58 or 60 so uh, once upon a time what used to happen is i mean when people retire at 60 they may have another survival period of maybe another 10 years 12 years and uh, that is the period for which uh, people needed to plan once upon a time so what is happening today uh, is that the life expectancy has gone up tremendously and we also want to work for a shorter period of time so people want to work for maybe 30 years or less and uh, suppose they retire at maybe 50 52 or 55 they have another 30 35 years for which they need to uh, i mean have the corpus to live in comfort so uh, today retirement planning has become very very uh, critical for that phase of life what typically happens in most people's cases is that they are focused on the near term medium term whereas they do not really uh, plan for the retirement which is actually a very long period in one's life it's a separate innings by itself so uh, it is very very important to start planning uh, for uh, retirement from the very early age lot of people don't uh, give it the importance it deserves they start thinking about retirement only when they are in their 40s mostly late 40s so at that time what happens is the number of years which are available for them to uh, actually i mean put together a retirement corpus is limited maybe 10 12 years or maybe slightly more than that so what happens is uh, the amount of money that one has to put aside during those years becomes enormously big and lot of people tend to struggle the best way to do is from the right in the right from the beginning we should put aside a small amount of money and uh, once we once our salary increases slowly if we keep on increasing that Uh, then it uh, tends to accumulate to a very big corpus because of the compounding effect so i mean the compounding effect which happens over a 30 35 year period is actually enormous and most of us do not really pay attention to that but that is precisely what we need to do we have to definitely look at our lifestyle in the uh, near term we also have to keep in mind uh, 
what we need to do in the long term which is at retirement we we do not want to rely on our children so for that also we need to put aside a certain sum of money and broadly speaking that whole process is called retirement planning um lot of people again tend to think that retirement planning means uh, if i buy some pension products or if i contribute to ppf uh, that is good enough uh, that may not be that may not be true i mean retirement planning planning is not about uh, accumulating products it is about having a overall architecture whereby on a uh, i mean in a consistent reliable manner you put aside a corpus which has the right kind of assets underlying so that at your retirement you have a reasonably good corpus on which you can conveniently live on so so that has to be properly uh, planned okay so like as you talked about compounding effect where should one invest for planning their retire- for the retirement phase and like how should one invest and with how much should one invest yeah yeah so good question so as far as uh, compounding is concerned if essentially if one wants to compound for a long period of time uh it is i mean anything that is really really long term uh one can look at uh, maybe equity and real estate especially equity because equity if you look at it uh it has a very good history in the indian market if you look at uh, sensex from 1980 onwards it has given a 15% plus compound annual growth rate year on year growth uh till till today so uh, that's a very very credible rate of growth so if uh, something compounds at 15% it will build a incredibly big number uh, in terms of uh, the corpus so uh for long term goals uh, typically we suggest equity oriented investment but uh, uh, of course it is a factor of the risk profile of the person suppose a person is very very conservative in their investment intent we cannot give a whole lot of equity but broadly speaking equity is a long term asset there may be volatility in the interim but equity tends to perform extremely well over the long term so uh, from the retirement planning uh, point of view typically that's a very long term goal which runs into decades so typically a good allocation into equity will help you to build a good corpus over a long period of time i'm not saying it should be 100% equity it can be a good amount of equity along with other uh, components like employee provident fund is actually a retirement building component uh, pro- public provident fund actually is a retirement building component so ideally speaking we should keep contributing to this and we should not take out the money and that brings me to nps national pension system so that also is another uh, common scheme where we can contribute till the age of 60 and after the age of 60 one can dip into that and get a pension so these are some of the things we can consider while actually uh, planning for that and good amount of compounding will take place as long as uh, it will happen in every product but the maximum compounding will happen especially in a equity oriented product so that is what we suggest for the real long term okay like so uh, is it a good idea to buy pension policies from insurers uh, so uh, let us look at uh, pension policies per se uh, pension policies uh may not necessarily be the best uh, products to plan one's uh, retirement because if you look at uh, the typical pension policies from insurance companies uh i mean there are there are charges in the pension pension policies and depending on the policy that you are going for whether it is a traditional policy or a unit link policy the charges uh, because of the charges i mean the the compounding can be less than desirable 
which means the uh, the amount of corpus that we are able to accumulate may be again uh, not uh, that very uh, not that very good and the more important thing is after retirement you can uh, in a pension plan typically you can take out something like 25 to 33% of the overall corpus let us assume that your corpus is let us say 1 crore out of that 25 to 33 lakhs is what you can actually take out uh, as a uh, tax free amount and balance amount you will have to annuitize meaning you will have to receive it only as a pension and once the pension starts that amount that initial amount of maybe 75 or 65 lakhs or something whatever is key, you are keeping with the insurance company that will not be available to you except in the form of a pension the original sum will not be available to you at all which is a problematic thing so that is one of the reasons why we are not really that very gung ho about uh, pension plan because your own money will not be available to you except in the form of pension and as far as the pension is concerned also it is uh, coming under the income tax treatment suppose at that point in time you have let us say 15 lakhs of income and your pension income is another 2 lakh rupees that will be added to your overall income and that will also be taxed so from that point of view the pension that you are going to get whatever is the quantum 7% 6% whatever it is on that you will be paying full tax so that will be slightly inefficient uh, at that point in time we generally do not suggest a pension plan right in the beginning because we do not want to create a, a long term liability for a person rather what we will do is we will accumulate uh, the money for the pension uh, for the for the retirement uh, from now on and nearer the time of retirement we will decide what to do in terms of appropriate uh, structuring of uh, products at that time to generate an appropriate income so now i'll also want to talk about nps which is also a pension product okay, okay. So in the case of nps uh, i'll i'll just take a minute on that nps is a, a much better product because the costs are very low and uh, this product when you accumulate the money up to 60% let us say you have accumulated 1 crore 60% of that which is 60 60 lakh rupees you can take out without any incidence of tax only the balance 40 lakhs you will have to annuitize and uh, of course that is also taxable but this is much better as compared to 25 and 33% and the charges are very low it's a very very transparent uh, kind of a product there are there are multiple pension fund managers uh, with whom you can keep the money so it it is a very good product over a period of time nps has become a wonderful product and if somebody is considering a pension product uh, for from the point of view of retirement planning nps is a very good product to consider okay uh, so like uh, uh, once you have created a retirement portfolio then what changes should be made to the portfolio when one nears to retirement and uh, yeah. we suppose like we are also investing in nps yeah correct so uh, what we will do uh, during our accumulation years when we are actually working and uh, investing towards retirement um, like i mentioned before we will be actually uh, investing in uh, equity oriented products or i mean basically the idea is to accumulate the maximum amount of wealth or create the biggest corpus possible okay so whereas when we move towards at that point i mean we will probably want to uh, ensure that there is capital protection uh, okay and we also may want to set up an income so nearer the retirement uh, the last maybe 2 3 years before retirement we may have to slightly recast the portfolio and uh, i mean bring in more of uh, debt elements which can be used for setting up an income so we will have to reassess 
maybe 2 to 3 years uh, prior to retirement and we will have to recast the portfolio itself for a retirement phase and at retirement we should have maybe not more than 40% in equity that is the typical i mean i'm giving a rule of thumb but uh, typically not more than 40% is suggested for a person in the retirement phase and for some other people who are uh, risk averse it can be as low as even 10% so, so it depends what do you mean by retirement phase like what is the age bracket wherein we can say that this is the retirement phase nearing nearing end so you can say anybody uh, anybody close to retirement is uh, uh, somebody who is uh, 55 years or more okay so because they they may start they may retire at 58 or 60 so they are near about uh, the retirement uh, time right so during that time we will have to reassess the portfolio and slowly because if we have invested in equity we cannot wait till the last moment uh, to take out the money from equity and put it in some fixed income instrument to start getting a uh, income because at that particular point in time maybe at 60 equity market may be doing very poorly so if you are actually taking out the money at that time your realization from your corpus i mean of that equity asset will be low so what we do is we start pushing that into debt oriented investments uh maybe 2 to 3 years prior to retirement so that the amount is secure because capital protection is an important part of retirement planning because the entire life uh, accumulation life savings it has to be used in such a way that uh, it will see one in comfort and meet all the goals that one may have in retirement like traveling like gifting to children leaving a legacy philanthropic intention there may be multiple goals apart from the typical living expenses so all those things have to be taken care of okay like so like should one take any risk with the investment which we they get from the retirement which they get during the retirement basically uh see oh, ideally speaking one should take lesser uh, amount of risk during the retirement or near retirement all the risk that one wants to take uh one should have ideally taken during the uh, accumulation years nearer retirement i mean that is the entire corpus that you have accumulated that's your uh, lifetime wealth on that lifetime wealth you are going to uh, live on and all your goals you are going to uh, you are going to achieve through that uh, through using that wealth so taking too much of risk at that point in time is uh, definitely not suggested that is why i suggested not more than 40% is suggested in equity it can be much less but uh, generally it is not suggested to be much more there are some situations where uh, some people may want to have higher levels of equity or they want to take a higher level of risk so those kind of exceptions are if uh, people have a steady pension uh, we have lot of such cases where they have been uh, in government service and they are already getting a steady pension of say 80000 1 lakh 1 lakh 20000 that kind of thing and suppose they have the risk appetite and they want to take a bit of risk that they can do in some cases uh, the spouse is also working spouse is also earning a very handsome amount and uh, in some cases they say even though i am retired i i don't have any problem in terms of uh, slightly aggressively investing so the risk capacity is high so we can invest and the third case which i will also cite is if a person's wealth is very very high suppose somebody is having say 20 30 crores and uh, all their requirements will easily be met by a fraction of that uh, overall wealth and they want to aggressively invest some portion of that wealth then it is fine so re- the risk capacity is very high for some reason then we can be slightly more aggressive in all other cases we don't suggest that 
Okay. Okay. So like what are the best options to set up income in retirement? Like is rental income one of those options? Yeah, a lot of people actually use rental income as one of the options, but that is not a very uh, optimal way of actually setting up an income. Uh, I'll tell you why. If uh, you have a home anywhere in the country today, uh, the the rental yield is uh, typically in the in the ballpark of about three percent or thereabouts. That is at the gross level. So okay. if you have a house which is about roughly one one crore in today's value, you will get maybe. 3 lakh rupees or 3 and a half lakh rupees or something like that as a rental so that is what you can get on that you will be paying society charges you will be paying uh, if at all there is a brokerage you will be paying that municipal charges and then of course uh, you will have other sources of income so you'll also be paying income tax so if you actually factor all those things and then the external repairs and things like that whatever happens uh, from at the society level you will also have to pay that so if you consider all that your actual realization will be 2% or less uh, of the property value meaning meaning effectively what will be left with you maybe 2 lakh rupees or thereabouts so that's not a very great yield it is like if you look at it that way it is like investing in an fd which is giving 2% i mean okay. if we put it that way nobody would want to uh, do that so ideally speaking that is not the ideal way and for other reasons also i mean uh, uh, real estate is a hassle prone uh, property it is not like your bank fd where uh, every month you are getting some x amount of money into the bank and there are no hassles at all here the yeah. i mean there is a tenant tenant may vacate tenant may not pay rent and so there are a lot of hassles also not a great way so now what are the better ways of setting up an income uh, now for a for a typical person the typical options are bank fd then you have corporate fds you have ncds you have bonds and uh, we used to use uh, debt mutual funds also the systematic withdrawal and all we used to use so what income how do we set up it's also a factor of what tax lab they happen to be in if a person is not coming under the tax labs uh, then uh, and uh, that is the amount of money that they want like suppose they want only 5 lakh rupees a year it is easy to set up an income using any of the instruments and uh, set up that 5 lakh rupees so they will not come under the tax lab so it doesn't matter which instrument you are setting up an income if they are coming under the tax lab we have to be slightly more careful about where we are uh, setting up an income till recently we used to uh, use uh, debt mutual funds but now that taxation is gone so we will have to set up income from various uh, sources put together in a in a most appropriate way going forward okay okay so like uh, my last question is what are the non financial aspects one need to consider in retirement yeah uh, so uh, when a lot of people actually get uh, very very uh, very thrilled about uh, retiring they think that they will have all the time in the world and uh, they will absolutely enjoy and some people do enjoy but there are a lot of other people uh, who also feel a loss of prestige because they have been working in somewhere and now suddenly they are at uh, they are sitting at home nobody is calling so the buzz of uh, say the corporate life or whatever they have been doing till that point they miss the they miss that buzz so yeah. it is very very important for a person to understand that there is going to be a major phase change uh, from the working phase to a leisurely phase and what is that they really want to do in the retirement phase they will have to think through that and then they will have to plan that properly for some people it may be hobbies pursuing hobbies for some people it may be social uh, or uh, social kind of work for some people it may be actual work itself they may want to work 
they may want to be a consultant or uh, do something like that for some more time uh, uh, till they feel that okay they cannot work or they do not want to work you need to find what you will be doing because the time will loom large uh, with you after you retire i mean you will have too much time on your hands you cannot keep on watching tv you cannot keep on being on that's mobile yeah. so you need to figure that out so that's very very important in my opinion a lot of people don't look at this aspect they only focus on the financial aspect okay okay so like uh, even if somebody wants to you know travel around the world after retirement then also there is a financial aspect behind it so how do you think like one should plan for that yeah correct i mean uh, absolutely i mean if they want to plan uh, for, i mean if they want to travel the world uh that has to be planned because that will become one of the goals and uh, the corpus permitting their wealth permitting they can travel but there is also a limit to how much uh, you can travel because you rightly pointed out i mean it's a cost it will be a costly exercise it will take a lot of money yeah so we will have to be slightly practical about that how much travel nationally internationally and things like that and we will have to prioritize uh, i mean the the quality of uh, quality of travel itself in the sense what is that you want to get out of travel okay it's not a question of just tick marking okay i have visited toronto or i have visited uh, italy or something like that okay it's a question of i mean you being you going there visiting visiting places meeting people and you being happy about doing that so i mean that has also got to be well thought through prioritized because it has a major monetary angle especially if you are going to travel uh, internationally that's a major monetary angle so i mean you have to be slightly sensible about that otherwise there is no problem about uh, traveling in the retirement phase okay okay thank you suresh it was lovely speaking with you uh, thank you navneet thank you for having me on the show that brings us to the end of our episode if you would like to know more or make suggestions of a personal finance topic that you want us to cover you can reach out to me on twitter at @amnavneetdubey thank you for tuning in see you in the next episode This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.